All right, Alexander, we had uh, a telephone call, a video, a video summit, mini summit, I guess you could call it, with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping. What, uh, what were the results? Well, this is year end, a year end, uh, a year end summit. And I mean, it was very interesting in some ways because uh, they each addressed the other as my dear friend. (laughs) Uh, um, They they now speak about year end summits having having become traditional between them. And, you know, we've had these, you know, televised comments from each to the other, which, you know, the world has seen. But what we've been told, and we've been told this by the Kremlin, is that most of what they're going, what the two of them talked about with each other, we're not going to know about because it's going to be kept secret. Um, there's going to be readouts, but those readouts will not cover all the topics or even most of the topics that were discussed. And apparently, this was a very, very long call. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, they talked about a great many things. Now, a few things. Um, Putin mentioned that there's now very intense military cooperation between the two and that the two militaries are going to be working even more closely. So there's something clearly going on there. And I suspect the secret part of the talks is going to focus a great deal on that. Xi Jinping talked about the fact that their partnership is now going to have a global impact, that they're going to be extending their influence globally on all parts of the world. Throughout the world, they'll be working together to enhance what Xi Jinping calls stability. So that looks like a block. I have to say this. I mean, the Russians and the Chinese always insist that they've not formed the block, but it does look as if they're a partnership. They're working together in every part of the world. Um, they complement each other. They coordinate with each other. So an awful lot of that is going on too. And of course, an enormous development in terms of economic integration. So Russia is now positioning itself. And again, Putin talked at enormous lengths about this, about Russia becoming uh, China's major energy provider. And on top of, on the back of that, a huge increase in economic relations. China is already Russia's biggest economic partner. And, um, uh, and of course, it's, that's only going to grow. And we've had further indications that the uh, Chinese currency, the RMB, has now overtaken the euro as the most widely, cra- the second most widely traded currency with uh, foreign currency within Russia. The dollar is still the most important, but the RMB is climbing fast. So, you know, a, a big meeting. And I think anybody who looks at the way these two leaders talk, the interactions between the two countries, I can't myself see this as anything else than a de facto alliance, whatever the Chinese and the Russians may be saying publicly about it. They've definitely uh, had each other's back throughout this entire uh, conflict and, and crisis over the last yes. year. China has had t- Russia's back. Russia has, has had China's back. And uh, actually, the the uh, this entire conflict is 
in my opinion, it's made uh, China's, it's actually given China more leverage with uh, with the situation in Taiwan as well, which is something yes. that the, the United States did not want, but it's happened. Absolutely. They were thinking, the U.S. was thinking the opposite was going to happen. They were thinking yeah. that, that Russia would get weakened and it would then force China to... Uh, to to, to give up more for uh, for some sort of uh, settlement with Taiwan or something like that. Yes. But the reverse has happened. The West has become weaker. Russia's uh, gotten stronger, and this has helped China anyway. Yeah, absolutely. That's I I entirely agree with that. I mean, it's the it's the Russians are not r- running out of weapons, and they're in fact increasing their weapons production. Their economy is actually back in growth. We're now getting into figures um, for industrial. Um, you know, output in Russia and economic activity in Russia overall. And um, there will still be a nominal GDP contraction in Russia this year, around two and a half to percent. But that's a historic figure because, of course, it just takes into account it, it, it's affected by the much sharper GDP contraction in the early months of 2022 after the sanctions were imposed. But Growth in Russia has returned. Inflation, actual current price increases are apparently around 5%. So, you know, actual price growth has fallen. And um, so Russia's economy, Russia's industries, Russia's weapons production all looks strong. And they feel that they're winning the war in Ukraine. They're fighting it in their own particular way. But they certainly are not getting weaker. But, of course, what has happened is that because of Western pressure, they have had to redirect their trade, their energy relationships with the Chinese, which is exactly what the Chinese want, because, of course, that puts China in a stronger position to uh, withstand any American economic pressure on China, trying to cut off China from raw materials. And for all we know, all this talk about, you know, uh, weapons partnerships, maybe part of it is, you know, in return for Chinese economic help, Russia is sharing technological uh, um, things like, you know, hypersonic missile developments and that kind of thing with the Chinese. And of course, they're also um, engaging in joint fleet exercises and such things. So what has happened if the plan was the neocon plan was to try to use Ukraine to split Russia from China. What it's done instead is it's brought them closer together. It's it's hardened their partnership even more. And I cannot see how that is to the advantage of the United States. And bear bear in mind that you know we just don't know about the full extent of Chinese Russian interactions. We had Medvedev going to Beijing just a few days ago, you know, exchanging messages between Putin and Xi Jinping, written messages. Was Medvedev a messenger for some kind of agreement, written agreement, that we're we're not going to be told about, possibly? Was that a military agreement? Quite possibly. Was he being introduced to Xi Jinping as Putin's successor? 
I think so. We've already talked about it. Lots going on. We don't know the full story. But what we can see speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, would China be deepening its uh, relationship with Russia after 11 months of this uh, conflict if Russia were losing, according to the uh, collective West narrative? Well, obviously not. <laughs> I mean, manifestly, they wouldn't be. The Chinese don't believe the Russians are losing. You only have to go to the Chinese media to see that. I mean, on the contrary, they have a very clear eyed view of the way the conflict is actually going. And um, they've been criticizing US conduct throughout. Um, uh, but, I mean, they clearly know what the real military picture is. Yeah. Did. Did you read something about a new foreign minister for China? Yes, indeed. It did. Absolutely. I mean, Wang Yi. I mean, this is this is widely known. I mean, there, there's um, after the 20th Party Congress, there was this is a regular process where the Chinese government replaces many top officials. So the Chinese prime minister, Li Keqiang, um, is going to stand down and Wang Yi is going to stand down and the there's a new ambassador there's a new foreign minister being appointed I don't remember his name but I do remember that he was the, he's the ambassador to Washington which is entirely what you would expect Washington is the major adversary so the Chinese want in want in charge of their foreign ministry somebody who knows the Americans and who's been successful in putting across China's views in the United States. So this is what's happening, but clearly it's not affecting the Chinese-Russian relationship, which is not conducted through foreign ministers, even though Lavrov and Wang Yi developed a good relationship. It's conducted through the secretariats of the two presidents. So Putin has an official who deals with the Chinese uh, within the secretariat, and so does Xi Jinping. And, you know, these people often meet, exchange views, talk about things. It's a closer relationship than isn't it? You know, it's it's such a close relationship now that the foreign ministers are only part of the um, inter interchanges that take place now. Okay, uh, we will leave it there. TheDuran.Locals.com we are also on Rockfin as well. And go to the Durant shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.